Considering the role technology will play in the future of education is now a key focus for school leaders. At Exertus Ireland, together with Microsoft, we're here to support schools every step of the way with powerful tools to help create brighter futures. Talk to us today about solutions for your school. Visit exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning. Exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning. Now on Drama on News Talk, producer Brian Gallagher presents his radio adaptation of Jimmy Murphy's stage play, a drama in which the leaders of two feuding crime gangs meet to explore the possibility of a radical sacrifice to end their bloody feud. In Idlewild. The programme contains strong language and scenes of a violent nature. Listener discretion is advised. Sorry, old pal. You're about to be stored from your resting place. Eamon McDonough, RIP, 1982-2004. 15 years ago. Am I that old? There's a pair of us in it. Well, well, well. The dead arose and appeared to many. Look who's talking. The immortal. Mr. Untouchable. I wasn't sure if you'd turn up. Still doubting people after all these years. Just thought you might have changed your mind. I mean, digging the grave... What we're about to do, it's a big ask. Come at the hour, come at the man. The Reverend. Was half expecting to see you wearing a cassock and a white collar. Still a little smart, Ash. Only the fallen man changes his tune. Don't know about that. I mean, I'm not the same man that threw a handful of clay on his coffin 15 years ago, are you? Man, we were boys then, Anthony. Kids. And look at us now. You say that as if you're proud of what we became. Well, considering the hand we were dealt, yeah, I am proud of what I achieved. Aren't you? Let's get this over and done with. Oh, someone's in a hurry. And you know me. I always like to get the job done ASAP. Let's get the frisking over with. I'm sure you won't mind if I go first. I change the habit of a lifetime. Okay, arms up, legs spread. Satisfied? All right. Your turn now. Satisfied? Yeah. Well, it appears that we're still men of honour. I wouldn't go that far. But we did swear on our best friend's grave. Classy threads. You're not looking too bad yourself. So that's what 30 million looks like. At least that's what the papers say you're worth. Surely you don't still believe everything you read in those rags. Telling everyone we got away with 35,000 that morning when there wasn't even half that when we opened the bags. Post office claimed that in insurance. Of course it did. Well, we had every barstool Republican comb in the city looking for a slice of it. Tullamore, do you? Triple distilled 15 years. The same age as his grave. Thought it'd be fitting to pour a shot onto the grave. Nice touch. Want a slug? Would you believe I haven't touched a bottle in years? I'm not sure what I believe anymore. Five, to be exact. You don't mean you're... An alcohol? God, no. Just when things got... How would you say? When my business started to grow, a hangover could cost me a day or two, and well... When you're doing half a million's worth of exports a week, something has to go. Please yourself. Which way did you come? I'd been driver leave me at the far side of the hill. Well, leave it to you to find the shortest route. I was half expecting you to be dropped in by helicopter. <laughs> I wish. Like an idiot, I got out at the bottom. Thought that hike up here would do me good. Instead, it nearly killed me. Could have saved us both a lot of trouble. We'll get to that soon enough. Yeah. But look at Eamon's grave. Shame on us. 
how do we let it get like that? Out of sight and all that. Yeah. Things you're fond of get like that when you neglect them. I don't think of being back up here since the day we buried him. I can. Yeah? A couple of times. Stopped after I got out. You stopped a lot of things after you got out. I never shut the door on anyone. No. You just bricked it up and opened a new one. I laid my cards clean on the table the day I walked out those gates. We had an agreement. Swore on that grave we'd have each other's backs forever. You. You turned yours on me, Donald. I offered you the world on a plate, but you chose to turn and walk the other way. I walked away from a different person. My best friend went into prison. My only friend. And a stranger came out. Isn't that what prison's supposed to do? Change a man? For the good. Not turn him into some half-psychotic criminal mastermind. Best three years of my life. I'm glad you found them useful. Most of the gimps on my landing couldn't add two and two together, let alone write their names. Puppets on a string is all they were. Illiterate apes. Just waiting for a puppet master to come along, pick up their strings and make them dance. So I did. Within months, I divided them into categories. Brains, brawn, good drivers, good with numbers, books, guns, knives. Within a year, I'd laid the foundation of a force of guys who'd jump at the snap of my fingers. Obey any order I gave. Puppet master. Do you hear this fella, Eamon? Anyhow, I must have the grave cleaned up when I live. I mean, if... Well, whichever of us does... Let's make sure it's the first thing that they do. Right, what about a name? One of ours on the headstone? I'd want it, if it's me. Yeah, me too. Good. I mean, we don't want to be forgotten about entirely now, do we? As if that'll ever happen. There'll be books written about what happens here this morning. Films made. Yeah. You can rest assured that some loser will find a way to make a shilling out of it. Right. You can see our street from here, where it all began. Long ago and miles away. Do you know that there's a rifle that can shoot two miles? The Macmillan TCA-50. Had one sent over from my friends in Colombia. A birthday present. Nice friends. Had a fella, former Serbian sniper, on a roof about half a mile away from the church. On the chance you might have flown in for Elaine's funeral. I'd say you did, all right. And no doubt he's across in that valley looking down on me right now. I bet you've one or two with me in their rifle sights as well. A rocket launcher, you mean? God... I miss the city so much. Don't suppose you get back much these days? Never. Been over six years since I last said Fontenay. That long? Too risky passing through airports these days. Biometrics. Face recognition cameras. Technology's caught up with me. For family gatherings, christenings and that, I usually fly everyone over and put them up for a few days in one of my hotels. How did you get in for this? Have a security worker in the airport on the payroll for special jobs. He kitted me up in a high-vis jacket and dropped me outside after I landed this morning. Then had one of my boys drive me straight here. Where are we? And that was your idea. A neutral venue outside Dublin. And what better spot than our fallen warrior's final resting place? Up here in the heart of the mountains. I meant his mother. Mrs McDonough. Why did she go and have him buried out here? Think he might have had people up here. He was half traveller. I never liked that crazy old woman. I'm sure she put a course on us the day he died. Yeah, yeah. Because something did. It will end, won't it? It has to. It's the only reason I agreed to do this. I made my position clear with the lads up in the hills this morning. Whatever happens, it ends today forever. You? Well, seeing as most of my lads are already dead and buried, I didn't have many to speak to after I agreed to your offer. But those that are left, those looking down on us, they know our agreement and they'll honour it. Good. What's this? Plastic sheet. Talk about being eager to get going. Not having second thoughts now, are we? No, of course not. Unless you. Me? God, no. Looks like you've done this before. 
Never send a man out to do something you haven't done yourself. You? Nah. Sent enough men into that gravestone. It's better to have something to shovel the dirt onto. Leave no telltale signs on the ground. Right. Okay. Grab a shovel. I'll start this end, you start there. Sound. We're not digging right down on top of him, are we? Six foot? Are you all right in the head? Thank God. I'd say, what, a foot and a half should be enough for a body. Better make it two to be on the safe side. Two it is. I didn't expect you to go for this. When Ward reached me the other night, I thought it was a joke. I'd want to have a sick sense of humour. Either that you were setting me up. I'd be lying if I said the thought didn't cross my mind. But when I thought about it, I realised it was the only thing that could bring this insanity to an agreeable end. I was surprised you agreed to my offer so quickly. Why? I mean, I knew you had courage, but you know, to go for something like this. I was always a bit of a gambler. And a gamble with a prize like this, well, who could refuse it? It's not a gamble to me. No? This is our destiny, Donna. Destiny? That morning, 15 years ago, when the three of us robbed that post office, something was set in motion. Something that's led us to this. Nonsense. Today is about healing. It's about redemption. Forgiveness. I think sacrifice is the word you're looking for. The very word, sacrifice. Greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friends. This is about the future of kids now. A boy and a girl who get to inherit my dirty money and make it decent, clean someday. I don't want them forever having to look over their shoulders the way we were this last year. One of yours, three of mine. Cousins, brothers, uncles. Sister. There was no end to it. She loved you once upon a time. Don't ignore me, Donald. Some things are better off taken to the grave. Women were never targets in our war. Yeah, well, everyone was banging on about equality for them at the time, so you know, I thought I'd do me bit. Jesus, lower that shovel. Remember the rules. That sniper will have your head off before you even touch a hair. What I did, I did to stop a war. A war you started. How did you get to her? Everyone has their weak spots. You of all people should know that. And that was Elaine's to school run? Yeah. But after today, there's a future. For both families. A peaceful future with no more debts. My kids will get to go to university, get degrees and go on to lead good, decent, middle-class lives in the sweet, leafy suburbs down there. That's the only regret I have. You? Regrets? Kids. Never getting round to having any. No. Don't suppose they fitted in with your business model. I always thought it would have happened by now. But, gee, I suppose I did become too engrossed, committed to the work. Who knows? If you're lucky today... We never wanted to leave school at 15. Loved it. Wanted to stay on, go all the way. You were always a bit of a brain box, all right. Me ma always said you were destined to achieve something extraordinary. If I was born into a different family, I'd be running factories down there. Businesses. Have an empire the likes you'd never seen before. That's the only difference between me and the legitimate businessman. Just like him, I had brains. Only difference is I put them into playing the lousy hand that was dealt. I, uh was sorry to hear about Bridie passing away. I think she died of a broken heart. Because of me. Oh, the things I did. She was a good woman. Kills me that I couldn't go to her funeral. Give her one last kiss goodbye. Tell her one last time how much I loved her. I was disappointed at the time that you didn't make an appearance. <laughs> You'd hope to send me on my way with her. Something like that. What happened? I was about to fly out when a guard on the payroll informed me that undercover police had planned to flood the church and graveyard. 
And seeing as I'd be looking at a nice 15 years behind bars, I'd no choice but to stay put. So I held a service in a private chapel on the island and had the mass streamed in live from the church. I would have gone, paid me respects. But you did have 30 grand on me head. I still do. <laughs> Cheap bastard. I thought I'd be worth at least 50. I sure it cost me twice that saying the men out trying to find you. What did you have on mine? Come on now. There was no money in the world that would pay anyone stupid enough to try and take you out. The Reverend, High Priest of the Costadel Crime, locked away in his impenetrable villa. Suppose it sold a few newspapers for them. A few? There wasn't a Sunday went by when they hadn't some new exclusive about you or the nickname of one of your latest lieutenants. They turned us all into celebrities. The Moose, the Nutcracker, the Beast. You're just jealous you got a crap one. The Bunny. I mean, Jesus, man, you should have thought of something better than microwave. Yours isn't great either, you know. The Reverend, the conscientious killer. Why did they call you that? Do you deliver the last rites before you pull the trigger or something? We all need a little something to believe in now and then, and I found God. Or at least a version of him that suits me. There's only one thing you believe in, my friend. And it's buried just a few feet beneath us. The gun. Something up? No. And speaking of loved ones, how's Maura? Me and Maura are history. I know. Over a year now. She packed up and moved out one day. Haven't laid eyes on her or the kids since. Really? Not even a call or a text. Just vanished off the face of the earth. Sorry to hear that. Playing away from home, was it? No. You were always an awful man for that game. I said no. Oh. It was after. You know. After Connor was... I see. She blamed me for it. Said it was all my fault that he chose that path. That he always looked up to me. And that he'd still be alive if I'd have been a better person, a better role model. Suppose she was right. But she'll pay. If I'm lucky here this morning, then I don't care how long it takes. I'll track her down and get me kids back. Don't be too hard now. Was always very fond of Marta. You were? You know I was. So why did you go and have half our brother's head blown off? You're right. Some things are better off taken to the grave. He was only a kid. I sent him over to you to look after him. Show him the ropes. You packed him off to me because he was in too much trouble over here. Sent him running over rather than let him face up to the shit he'd caused, take a beating like a man, then move on. I know he was a bit wild. A bit but... wild? He was a head case. A lunatic. Made you look like an altar boy. But to do that to him? Jesus Christ, man. My hands were tied. Don't give me that. Believe me, I had no saying it. You should have contacted me. And what? You would have dealt with it? Yes. You honestly think paying me back what he stole would have made things right? It was only money. Don't you see? It wasn't about money. It was gone beyond that. It's always about money. Connor left me with no choice. I had to send a message out. No matter who you are, mess with the rev and you pay with your life. Plain and simple. Send a message out? What are you, a James Bond villain? I have Russians, Turks, Greeks. You name it, the cream of Europe's underworld do business with me. And what? You think that makes you special? I'm at a level where it's expected of me, where it's my Duty? Duty? Killing my wife's brother was duty. If I hadn't have reacted and let it go, what message would that have sent out to my business partners? Don't you mean drug lords? The Reverend is soft, weak, gullible. Not a chance. Connor was family. Blood. Did that not count for anything? Of course it did. What do you think I am? A monster? Think it was an easy decision? That I just snapped my fingers and had it done? Oh, Jesus Christ, weeks. A whole month I held off in it while everyone around me was baying for blood. So you had some chimp shoot him in the back of the head while he was eating his lunch. Had some coward creep up behind him and pull the trigger for a few thousand. 
Answer me. Donald, look. Do you know what we were sent home to bury? Any idea what he came back like? We need to explain. Half his head was missing. About his death. What did they use to shoot him? A cannon? And what? You'd rather he was dumped into the boot of a car? Driven to an industrial estate where he could see the cement to bury him in being mixed before watching the trigger being pulled? Because that's what was supposed to happen. Supposed to happen? As soon as he landed, he was looked after. Wanted for nothing. Oh God, I was so happy that you'd made contact with me after all those years. Thought it was going to be a start of a new beginning between us. I set him up in a nice apartment not too far from the bar. Showed him the ropes for the first few weeks. And within two months had him laundering cash in it. I only noticed he was skimming money off me by mistake. I wanted to be wrong. So I had someone check the count. He'd been creaming thousands. A grand here, two there, every few weeks for months. And that was his crime. All because he was a thief. Just like you used to be, he had to pay with his life. Connor's crime was being cut. Ah. And bad and all as our businesses, there are rules. Remember, there are standards. I must have missed that page in the rule book when I was studying. And that boy tore through every one of them as if they didn't matter. But they do. It's how we function, how our businesses operate, just like every other enterprise. You destroyed everything on me. My life, my home, my family. I knew it would kill Mara, tear the heart out of us. But the matter would have ended there. We would have all moved on, put it all behind us and over time made peace. Made peace? After something like that? Until you sent your stupid brother over to kill Choo Choo. I never sent him over. Well, someone did. Marky went of his own accord, was on the plane the first I heard of it. And he brought a handgun over in his luggage. He wanted revenge for his best friend. And he got it. But at what cost? Him, your uncles, cousins, all sent to an early grave because of it. My own brother, sister, uncles, all gone. And all because the poor little puppet master didn't want to look weak. Why? Why what? Such bloodlust. The wages of sin, my friend. The wages of sin. Marky didn't shoot any of your family. Oh yes he did. Choo Choo wasn't. Choo Choo was family. Maybe not by blood, marriage. But that lad was as close to me as if it were my own brother. Everyone knew that. Those two other lads Marky shot with him that morning, they were foot soldiers. That's all, apes. But taking Choo Choo out... That was a big mistake. All he did was just even the score. But you, you went mad, insane. You started killing people like it was an Olympic sport. Slaughtering men who had nothing to do with it just because they were related to me. Revenge, Donald. It's a stronger, more potent, more addictive high than any drug I can source. And those men up on the hillside, watching us now, they craved it. With no option but to indulge them. And was it worth it, huh? Fourteen dead. Fourteen lives wiped off the face of the earth because you wanted to show everyone how powerful you were. Fifteen. What? Fifteen lives, you mean, after we're done. Fifteen lives. You're listening to Idlewild on Drama on News Talk. You've no shame. If you're asking me what I've done things differently, the answer is no. Even though it means one of us paying the final price? Yeah, well, I told you Eamon's crazy old mother cursed us both. It's strange. What is? Eamon. To think that he's just down there. I'm trying not to think of it, if you don't mind. Do you remember the morning we laid him to rest? How could I forget? It was some way, wasn't it? The coffin. First time I carried one. Me too. Before they closed the lid in him. I stuck an egg and a vodka in his pocket to help send him on his journey. I stuck in 20 cigarettes in the shooter we used that day. I know. What? What do you mean, I know? You, uh, told me. No, I didn't. You did? I told you I was going to put it back into the graveyard we dug it up from. 
Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. But it was too risky. The law was everywhere, so I came up with the idea to stick it in the coffin with Eamon. Everybody was outside having a smoke when I snuck back in, lifted him up and placed it under his back, then came out. I can still see us struggling up those steps at the gate there. Me and you at the front, his father and uncles behind us, meldy with drink from the night before. I nearly lost me grip on it. I was terrified I'd let it drop and he'd roll out and the cops would find the gun. That's right. They were here too. Including the lawman that shot him. Sitting over there in that wall. The smug, satisfied look in the animal's face. It took me a long time and a lot of money, but I tracked them down in the end. Never got to thank you for that. Best day's work you ever done. Don't know about that. But certainly one of the most pleasurable ones, that's for sure. And did you? You know. It was the first time I killed a man. Used to dream about doing it when I was in prison. Kept me sane. Out by the coast, the old fool was living. He'd long retired from the law by then and spent his days collecting rent from properties he had rented out across the city. I thought he recognised me when he opened the door, but no, he just smiled, shook my hand and took me inside to show me around. It was only before I pulled the trigger that I told him who I was and what I was there for. He started to piss himself when he saw the gun, and cry too, like a little baby. The piss ran all down the legs of his trousers and into a pool at his feet. He knelt down into it and begged me. Please, sir, please don't shoot me. Please don't kill me, I beg you, please. I stood there, ordered him to stand up and told him that Eamon McDonough, Anthony Cavanagh and Donald O'Reilly send their regards. Then pulled the trigger and blew a hole right into his stomach and let him roar in pain as he rolled around on the ground, screaming and slowly bleeding to death in a pool of his own piss and blood. Good enough for the swine. I actually felt sorry for him. You what? Begging for his life. But then I thought of my best friend that morning. Our best friend, screaming in pain as he lay there, slowly bleeding to death on the road as we ran to the car. Things were never the same between us after that day. No. I mean, we were still close for a few more years, but it was the end of the Three Amigos. Yeah. What's it been now? Nine, ten years since we parted ways? About that. I see you keep yourself in shape. Had the filmy days when I went into hiding. Well, whatever you did, you did well. You know me. I thought I did. Why the best men in Europe trying to dig you out? They can't have been that good. I used Damon's advice. Remember the time the old Provo came after us after we dug up the shooter? How could I forget? Digging that thing up was the cause of everything. Hide in plain sight, lads. And not even your own mother will find you. So I did. Stayed right down there in the heart of it. It should have been one of us that morning. Don't start that again. You know it's true. We cheated that that day. Cheated? He was in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's all. That bullet was meant for me or you. Nonsense. If Eamon hadn't pushed us out of the way, one of us would be buried instead. Should have listened to him and kept away from guns in the first place. Worst day's work we ever did stealing that thing. Well, it was your idea. That right, Eamon? was his bright idea to rob an ancient arms dump after listening to a drunken provo on a bar one night. It wasn't an arms dump. It was just one gum wrapped in a pair of rosary beads inside an oil cloth and buried in a graveyard. Yeah, that should have been enough to tell you to leave it where it was. We needed a shooter. How else were we to move up the ranks? We were never about guns. The days of robbing a bank with a knife and fork went out with our fathers. To be part of the new game, you had to be dressed for the part. And that meant guns. And we had to get one quick or stand watching from the sidelines while everyone else did. I never forgave myself for it. You didn't shoot him, did you? He never wanted us to do that job. No, wanted us to keep stealing car radios. That would have got us rich, all right. We talked him into it. Then ended up leaving him there bleeding to death on the road. We had no choice. Of course we had. We hadn't. He was still alive. Barely. He called after us. To wait. I didn't hear him. Well, I did. 
He called out our names. He didn't. Cried out for us not to drive off without him. Wait for me, wait for me, lads. Don't leave me, don't leave me, please. I've never forgotten his voice, ever. Even if we had got him into the back of the car, he would have died on the way. You don't know that. And then what would we have done? We shouldn't have abandoned him. Jesus Christ. There was a hole in his stomach you could put your fist through. If we didn't drive off, we were all finished. We left our best friend behind. Turned our backs on him and ran. Damn right, we ran. We were looking at years behind bars. So what? At least he'd have lived. And we'd all be out by now. It was all your fault. Hey. You're the one who opened fire. I never pulled the trigger. Oh, you're not still singing that song, are you? I only aimed it, just lifted it up, but that board... Ah, oh, please. ...flew down towards me and the thing just went off by itself, I swear. I never saw any board. Why don't you believe me? Because it's stupid. That's why. Guns don't go off by themselves. Well, that one did. Creepy looking thing with the board's head carved into the handle. Should have known it was buried in a cemetery for a reason. You take as much as a leaf from a graveyard, a twig, and you're cursed. And that gun was cursed. But at least it ended up back where it belonged. Buried again with Eamon keeping an eye on it. About that. Have you made arrangements? You know, if it's you today. Oh, that. Yeah, all that sort of deal. I set everything out with me lawyer yesterday. Same here. More and the kids get the hotel and the apartments. The bars I use to wash the cash in go to me sisters. Much of it? About five million. Half of it in gold. The kids get it all provided they graduate as doctors, lawyers, dentists. No doubt you have it all well hidden. Ever since I got hit for two million in taxes a few years back, my accountants now put everything through the bars, then back out through a small hotel in Salzburg, then into a series of banks in Dubai, and back out to three in Switzerland. Jesus, there's so much ducking and diving you could easily lose track of it. Can't imagine where you'd hide 30 million, let alone wash it. South America mostly. Holiday resort in Brazil, apartment block in Argentina, of a factory in Poland that makes iPhone cases. iPhone cases? Nice. Wash most of my cash through that, then there's about two mil buried in a coffin down there. It's mad, isn't it? When the cash starts to build up in piles, the novelty of it soon fades away. It's a problem when it starts to mount up all right. My first job was monstrous. Three and a half million in 27 bags. 27? Now there's a lovely sight. Bundles of fives, tens, twenties, fifties. I didn't know what to do with it. I mean, you could hide a bag here, a bag there, but 27? Who could you trust? Where could you bury it? So what did you do? Took a lease out in an apartment by the coast and left them there for a year. Always a good option. Or so I thought. Until I went across a few months later to take some cash out. I just opened the door when I heard a noise. Uh Uh-oh. The landlord. Stupid idiot decided to make a surprise visit and check his property. Silly man. My hands were tired. I mean, what could I do? Give him a bag of cash and hope he keep his mouth shut. Too risky. Exactly. So what did you do? Gave him a few smacks and tied him up. Then went into the bathroom, filled the bath and held him under it until he was gone. No blood. Practical. Poor bastard. He was a family man too. I had to kneel on his back to hold him down with a struggle he put up. Then took me half the night to find a safe house for all the bags. How did you dispose of the corpse? Set fire to the apartment. Dropped him over the balcony into the car park. Then stuck him in the boot of the car and drove out to the mountains. The mountains? I think there's as many bodies buried up here as there are in any cemetery. Took me all night to dig a grave by a stream. He was a nice guy too. Sound. But it was him or me. Him or me. Mind if I open the body bag and check it out? I suppose we have to look at it sooner or later. One size fits all. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think I'd say this, but it's been good talking to you again after all these years. Good seeing you. Yeah, same here.
It's like it was only last month when you were sitting in my mother's kitchen the day you were released. Telling me of your great new plan. I think that was the only row we ever had. Yeah, and what a row. Never saw each other again until now. We were good together. We were. Could have conquered the world. I wouldn't go that far. What a shame there isn't another way to sort things out. A tragedy. I mean, me and you could, personally. Suppose. But my men up there, I'm afraid this is the only thing they'll accept. Yeah, mine too. Drink. At the nights I lay awake trying to figure out something, but there was nothing. No. No money in the world, no prize, no gesture could have fixed this. Elaine was the last straw. I hoped it would be. I needed a way to show you how out of control things had gone. After you had her shot, I realised that something, someone, had to be sacrificed before both families were wiped off the face of the earth. Elaine, that wasn't an easy decision. Why her, Donna? Of all people, my little sister. You'd left me no choice. You were wiping out everyone around me, picking them off like they were rats. What was I supposed to do? Stand by and watch my family slowly disappear? But you and her were pals once upon a time. Lovers. All of your top lads were untouchable. I couldn't get a shooter within a mile of anyone. And I was next. It was just a matter of time before you had someone catch up with me and send me six feet under with all the rest. That there was no need for her to die like that. In front of our kids, that was cruel. Don't you talk to me about cruelty. When it was yours that brought us to where we are today. Want to know how I got the idea for this? It was the day of her funeral. The guilt was killing me. There was a loaded gun on the table. The one used to kill Connor. The one used to kill Connor? What were you doing with it? I picked it up and put it into my mouth. So wishing it was yours I was sticking it into. Then, just as I was about to pull the trigger, it came to me. If I was prepared to end my life at my own hands, then why not make it a little more interesting? Why not raise the stakes? Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Are you and them quotes? When did you get into all that rubbish? I'd seen some dark days, my friend. Everywhere I went, death followed me. And with all the money in the world, there was still nothing to take the pain away. Then I picked up the good book one night. My mother had brought it over on a visit in the hope of changing her wicked son's evil ways. I started reading it one evening and, well, everything changed. Just like that? Not overnight, but weeks, months. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still a sinner, still a very bad man. But I pray these days, ask for forgiveness, to be shown the way. And this is where it's led me. Looking down from here, the city looks so appealing. Like when we were young. What I'd give to be down there this morning. Knocking on your door to head out for a swim. I think we must have spent half our youth in that canal. I'd say you must be sick of swimming in Spain. Can't stand the place, to be honest. Yeah? Only ended up there because the police can't touch me. Damn, he drives me mad. I wouldn't mind it. And you would after a few weeks. Day in, day out, morning, noon and night. No, down there. In the streets where we grew up. That's where I really want to be. Would love to go for one last ramble. Along the canal. Bag of chips out of Macari's, smothered in salt and vinegar. And was slagging the young ones as we headed out to rob a few car radios. Car radios. We used to do well out of them. How we got into selling hash. Yeah. Stole eight in one night and with the cash bought five ounces off Alan Bishop. Cut them into ten spot deals in my bedroom and made ten times our money selling them to medical students outside the Trinity Ball. That's when we realised where the real money was. All we needed was a decent stroke, make enough to buy a few kilos, couple of shooters, then open for business. 
It was some job, wasn't it? You can say that again. I mean, I knew there'd be jewellery there, but nothing like what that was. I didn't even know what a wholesale jewellers was. Damn stuff was so hot, no one here would fancy. So you headed off to Rotterdam and screwed everything up for us? It was the right thing to do. If we held on to it, we would have got rid of it eventually. Made our money and put it into hash like we planned. Sitting on that much gold, waiting for a better offer. It was too risky. The cops would have found it sooner or later. You know we got ripped off over uh, Should have easily got twice of what you did and that was just for the diamonds. What are you complaining about? We did all right out of it. Did all right? Are you for real? We did. Heroin? I didn't even know what it was. I was happy enough with the 50 grand. The heroin was just a bonus. The boy had told me there was another 50 in selling that and he was right. You should have stuck to your guns and told the Turkish bastard to shove it. How did I know what it was bringing back? The lives that were lost over it. The families destroy it. Hey, that wasn't us, remember? Heroin was already in Dublin a long, long time by then. But not on our streets. And not a half the damn price. We had to get rid of it somehow. By selling it to our mates. Kids we grew up with. No one made them, boy. I only planned to sell what I brought back. Once that was gone, we would have used the money to buy a few kilos of hash. But we didn't, did we? Never knew the demand for hard drugs would be so insane. Instead, you put all our money into heroin. So lucrative. That money was to go into hash. Then sell that until we had enough to buy a bar. Like we always dreamed of. Bars? What the hell did we know about running bars at our age? To set us up. Get us away from a life of crime once and for all before... Before we ended up buried like our brother here. There was no money in hash. We hadn't the customers. What were we to do? Ignore heroin while everyone else around us was getting rich. By the time we entered the scene, it was every man for himself. Eamon would have been amazed if he saw what was about to unfold. Would have been right behind me. No, he wouldn't. He would have been sickened. You know he was never into smack. Hate it. And you think he'd be into tiger kidnapping? I take money off the rich. Oh, listen to Robin Hood. Robin the scum who make millions off the backs of the hard-working people down there. Slaving away in their businesses week in, week out. Making them rich and getting buttons in return for the privilege of doing it. But the hard-working people down there don't see a penny of it back, do they? Tiger kidnapping? Seriously? Is that the best you can do? When the demand for drugs is so large that even I have trouble keeping up with it? Don't stick your nose up at it. The last one made two and a half mil. Two and a half mil for three days work. Work? Holding women and children hostage while some poor bastard has the life frightened out of him? Or smashing some poor security guard's knees with a sledgehammer for a few grand? You think that's class? You think that's admirable? At least I didn't go around killing people like it was a sport. Before you started this madness, I'd only killed two people in my life, but you... You wiped out men because you wanted that patch. You mean... You killed someone in our fight? And then if you hadn't killed enough, you'd start a war with me and drag me into your world of blood and guts. Tom. What? Yourself pulled the trigger on one of the hits. Have you any idea how hard it became to hire someone to take one of your crew out? People were terrified to be seen talking to me. Yeah, well, none of it would have happened if you'd stayed with me. Stay with you? You ended up doing three years for possession. Best thing that ever happened to oh, me. Oh, really? It's where I met all my contacts. It was like a university inside. And by the time I graduated, all the old gangsters were either dead, locked up or out of business over killing that journalist. And for our generation, it was open season. And you either stood on the sideline, looking on in envy, or you tooled up, opened fire and took whatever ground you could get. And with the old guard gone, it was time for a new one. The city was open for business. Customers now needed, no, deserved, a safe, stable, reliable service. Me? I brought reliability to the market. Quality. You knew if you were buying drugs off any of my dealers, no matter how small down the chain he was, you knew you were getting what you paid for. 
That's what success brought, what wealth brought, what fear brought. That if a dealer even dreamt of selling an inferior product under my name, they'd get a bullet in the forehead before they could blink an eye. I couldn't keep up with the demand, all looking for a Saturday night high with a few cheap pills. And then the tiger came along, roaring. And soon the weekend started on Wednesday and finished on Tuesday and everybody wanted more and more. But not just pills, no. Now their appetites grew. Now they wanted a quicker, faster, sexier high. Cocaine. Boats. Trucks. Planes. I shipped in so much that the price plummeted. And what happens? Now everyone could afford a cheeky little gram or two for themselves. And as they all partied on, the demand became insane. And that was just to cover the south. I hadn't even dreamt of crossing the Liffey then. And when you did, you unleashed hell with the moose. That was regrettable. But that monster was too dangerous. An amateur, a cannibal. It wasn't just him. You slaughtered a dozen men with him. I eliminated the competition, if that's what you mean. These were people. Men like me and you with families. I killed only bad men, Donald. Evil men. And I regret that now. Truly I do. But my hands were tied and it was just like you and your landlord. It was either the beast or me. Him or me. That doesn't wash away the river of blood you're drenched in. The only blood on my hands comes from the wounds I receive making sure that people get their drugs. On time, of a merchantable quality and at an affordable price. The wealthy solicitor looking for a sneaky little eight ball for a night out with the boys after a Six Nations game. A couple of lads heading home wrecked after a 70-hour week on the building site, scrubbing up for a night in the town. Doctors, nurses, gardee, bus drivers, butchers, housewives, you name it. They're all my disciples, all looking for a little break from the rat race, a brief pause. There could be a man shot every day for breakfast, dinner and tea, but as long as they get their coke, their hash, their ease, they really don't care how many of us have to pay with our lives. In one simple gesture, they could end all the killings. All the shootings, all the misery tomorrow. How? Simple. Stop buying my drugs. But they don't. Won't. Refuse to. So what does that say? It tells me that all those boys and girls down there, all those men and women, are all okay with the bloodshed. That they, just like me, see death as an acceptable part of the transaction. And as long as it's not them who's looking down the barrel of a gun, then by all means, fight away, boys. Do what you have to do. Just keep those drugs a-coming. You, you're scum to them. You're just a robber, a thief. You're just a few places up the ladder from the junkie. There's nothing noble in how you make your money, nothing admirable, because you're selfish. You don't share. What you make, you keep. Me, I share. Make things affordable, achievable. Tomorrow morning, after we end here, they'll all head back to their office, factory floor, build in sight and say how shocking the latest death is, how pointless. But come Thursday afternoon, it'll be business as usual. They'll text in their order to their dealer, who'll put in his order with his supplier, who'll put in their order to the wholesaler, who'll order another shipment in from his importer. Moi? And everybody's happy. You tell me, where's the crime in that? Huh? Giving people pleasure? Where's the harm in that? Believe me, there's a more evil cartel down there that even I couldn't dream of putting together. Turning a blind eye as some poor bastard has charged one and a half grand a month to live in a dog box. Looking the other way as an old pensioner has left a die in a hospital trolley. 
and sleeping soundly in their beds at night while a little boy or girl makes do with a grubby room and a B&B for a home. No, my friend, down there is where the real criminals are, where the real bogey men live. Me? I just ship drugs in so everyone can pretend that everything is just fine when they look at themselves in the mirror every morning. Your disciples? A sea of fools. Bumper to bumper, shoulder to shoulder, all on the way to work now. To slog it out, week in, week out, for a few measly hundred. If it's me to go today, then at least I lived. I grabbed life by the scruff of the neck and shook out of it what I could. And so what if I kept every penny for myself? Secretly, they respect me for doing it. Admire the fact that someone at least managed to crawl up off their knees and get one over on the banks and all their lackeys. And you're right. Tomorrow morning they'll read in the paper about what happened here today. But will they care that the feud is over? Not in your life. And by the time the grass grows back over that grave there, and whichever one of us is in it, there'll be some new little wannabe stepping onto the streets, planning to make his way up the ranks, thinking he can fill our shoes. And as he does, he's either going to get in another wannabe's way, or they in his, and bang, bang, bang. It starts all over again, and a whole new chapter begins. Right. I guess this is it then. The moment of truth. The moment of truth. Anything left in that? Help yourself. Listen down. Yeah? There's something I need to get off my chest. About Connor. I don't think either of us should end this with a deathbed confession. I want you to know that I'm sorry. Because I don't want to hear yours and you sure as hell don't want to hear mine. I could have done things differently. Should have told them all to piss off and let me handle it my own way. Giving them a good beating and let them go. Yeah, well, that's great news. Okay, then. One bag, one gun. And from me, one bullet. What the? That has the same engraving on the handle. I tried to tell you earlier. Tried to tell me? That's the gun I put into his coffin. Yes. But I... I went inside to stick the vodka in Eamon's pocket. I started talking to him, telling him how sorry I was for driving off. I lifted him up to hug him and kiss him goodbye one last time when I felt something underneath his back. I put my hand in and... Jesus Christ, man. I don't know what I was thinking. I just took it out, put it in my pocket, then went back outside. All this time, you've had it. You were supposed to bring it back to the graveyard and bury it. It was too risky. So I did. I don't believe this. I brought it right back to the spot we took it from, dug a hole and we buried it the following day. So what's it doing here, then? It was a few years later. I'd gotten word that the moose had sent his men to take me out. Well, I needed a shooter urgently. Then I remembered it. The cursed gun. I drove out, climbed over the gates, dug it up with my bare hands, then headed straight into enemy territory and shot him in the heart with it, in front of all his men. It was that gun that I used to eliminate him and his men. After I'd wiped them all out, I fled to Spain the following year and smuggled it out with me. Jesus. I never used it over there, ever. Until. Until what? You have to believe me, I had a team lined up. Until what, I said. They tailed Connor that morning from his apartment to the bar. I don't know. They were about half a mile away when they said a board flew straight into the windshield. The driver swerved, but the car left the road and flipped over. The men were grand, a few broken bones and that, but one rang to say that the hit would have to be called off. What could I do? Call the hit off? Let him get away and leave me looking soft? Oh. Oh, what? I had no choice. Oh, what? I never kept guns in my home. Just that one. A reminder, I suppose. A souvenir of where I came from, how I started. There was two bullets in the chamber from the last time I used it. Oh, no. Connor was at the end of the counter when he saw me coming. 
I don't think he knew what it was about to do because he stuck a chip in his mouth, looked up and smiled at me. It was only when he heard me put the safety off that he knew. Here, take the gun. Let it be me who pays the price. Pull the trigger now and end it. Get up off your knees. Either us or that gun was cursed from the day we left Eamon to die. All I know is that I just want to be free of it once and for all. And start the war all over again with those apes up there still thirsty for blood. I don't care. Let them all wipe each other out. Just pull the trigger then bury the thing with me. You want a last confession? All right then, I'll give you one. You'd wiped out almost all of my organisation. All of yours had either left the country or were untouchable. And then I remembered her. Mr. Brains the Bourne had protected all his men, but had left me a sitting target. His little sister. Five thousand was all it cost me to find out where she lived, and another five to pay a chimp to Taylor for a few days. Every morning she brought her kids to school at ten to nine on the dot, dropped them at the gate and drove off. The chimp pulled up beside her, rolled down the window and asked for directions. I was in the back, lying on the floor. As soon as she stopped, I sat up and put two bullets in her head. One each for Marky and Connor. Then drove off and celebrated with my men that night. Oh, you bastard. Now get up off your knees. We're ending this the way we agreed. I would have died for you once upon a time. And me you. But now one of us gets to do just that. To die to save the other. And we can say it's for redemption, forgiveness, for the future. But who cares? Because maybe you're right. Maybe that mad Elwyn did put a course in us today our son died. Or perhaps you should have fallen that day instead of aiming. Who knows? Maybe this gun just wants us all dead for digging it up. Either way, Russian roulette decides it now. Goodbye, my old friend. Safe journey, old pal. One last thing. Go on. In years to come, whichever of us survives, when it's their turn, how about they get buried here too? The three amigos back together. For all eternity. Can't think of a better ending. Can you? No. No, I can't. Okay. You call. I'll toss. Loser goes first. Heads? Harps. Adios, amigo. Adios, old pal. Idlewild was written by Jimmy Murphy and adapted for radio and directed by Brian Gallagher. The part of The Rev was played by Rex Ryan and Donald by Rory Heading. Sound engineering was by Ross and Dave O'Connor. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licensing fee. Considering the role technology will play in the future of education is now a key focus for school leaders. At Exertus Ireland, together with Microsoft, we're here to support schools every step of the way with powerful tools to help create brighter futures. Talk to us today about solutions for your school. Visit exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning. Exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning.